Hello, Texans. Welcome. It's the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. That's our location right inside NRG Stadium, right across the hall from the locker room. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Happy Friday night. Hope it's going to be a great weekend for you, no matter what you're doing. I know that for us, there's no draft this weekend, although, Johnny, the CFL draft is taking place, or was last night. Is that more than two, one day? I mean, is that like the NFL draft? They drag it on forever? It, it might go a little bit faster. They've got different... They've got different rules of players they can draft and all the different things that they can do. In the you can't CFL. draft anybody really great, okay? you got to draft people who might possibly play in Canada. No, I don't want to make fun of that. I think Christian we like- Covington got drafted to the CFL draft. Really? I'm we, pretty sure because he's, he's he's Canadian. Yeah, exactly. And we do like the CFL. I'm just making oh, yeah, light yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, it's but it's one draft after the next. No, I, I, I'll tell you, Mark, I've actually spent more time with the 2020 draft than I did with the CFL draft. You need help. I, I've already been been scouring i've been looking at skill players it's going to be one heck of a skill player draft next year oh really oh my goodness Ooh. it's wow there there are some big time players at running back and wide receiver now obviously they've got all the claire but my goodness <laughs> if they if they do this running back class will be as good as as i've seen in a long time receivers are are just as good I mean, it's incredible to I see. I thought the, this the running back class was really good, though. This running back class was good from a round three on perspective. This group is good from could have two or three guys in the first round perspective. Okay. Uh, it's well, a little the, bit different, which is not something we've seen much lately. The mock draft consensus that Drew put out the day after the draft or the day after the draft weekend said that the Texans were going to draft a running back in the first round. I saw, yeah, I saw a few guys. But that's not going to happen because they're going to run for 2,000 yards behind Lamar Miller, Deontay Foreman, yep. and maybe Karan Higdon or Crockett or one of these other guys. Yeah, I hope that's I hope that's the case. Or I Buddy Howell. Maybe so. That's I, the upset of the century right there. Buddy Howell comes from out of nowhere, a special teams player last year, to rush for a lot of yards. Well, here's here's the thing with Buddy. We, we picked up Buddy on waivers, and that's the other thing to keep in mind. The last couple of years, last year in particular, when we got to the waiver process, everybody thinks, oh, you make the 53. Well, Texans have gone on the waiver wire and found dudes. I mean, yeah. last year they found A.J. Moore. They found Buddy Howell. They found Natrell Jamerson. I think there were three, maybe four guys they added through the waiver process. Guys who really helped on special teams. No question. And they really didn't have an opportunity to play a whole lot because they, from a depth perspective, that's what they were there for. They were, they were brought as a depth perspective, but also to, to play on special teams. But you give Buddy Howell a year to learn the entire offense, A.J. Moore a year to learn the whole entire defense, guys like that might have an opportunity to get on the field and, and do a little bit more than, than to play just on special teams. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm excited to see what Buddy does. I think these OTAs, his minicamp, that's a great time for Buddy to kind of get a leg up on the competition. He's had a chance to kind of absorb the offense. He's been, obviously, in all the offensive meetings. But he was just a special teams player last year. Now, if you get a chance to see him as a running back in the off in the off season and during training camp, with these physical practices that they're going to have with the uh, with the Packers and then with the Lions, he's got a good opportunity to make a case for being that guy. And then obviously, you're throwing Demario Crockett out of Missouri and Karan Higdon, two guys that are reported as undrafted free agent from the college realm. You throw them in the mix, you have an opportunity, I think, to run the football next year and be a little bit better doing that. 
Well, obviously, a lot of that has to do with the offensive line. I hope the offensive line will be better, but I think you got some dudes that can run the football for sure. All right, we're not beginning the show with the big brand names here for the Houston Texans, but in the second segment tonight, we will have Let's Make a Football Deal, the game show that Ooh. might be sweeping the nation if it actually existed before tonight, but it will exist tonight. And I'm going to give you a bunch of deals to make, okay? All and right. we talk about this from time to time, but yeah. we're going to make it a game show. Like Why this. not? Like and uh, you can play along at home and win valuable prizes. And by valuable prizes, I mean pride and yes. knowing that you got things right and feeling that you are right. right. Okay. I that's the most to... important thing in life, right? Yeah. Just to know that you're right. Yeah, and feeling feeling like Money, you belong. Money, riches, all that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all about relationships mm-hmm. and you know, all these stories about, you know, when, when your time has come and people who are near the end say, well, I wish I, I didn't work as hard or something like that. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know. They're about to go anyway, right? So, you're, of course, you're going to say that because you, you're going to say, I want more time. Yeah, you no know? doubt. That's I it. don't know. It's probably true. They all say it. Anyway, let's go here. I don't know why I got off on that tangent. That's really, really morbid going into the weekend. <laughs> I said we weren't beginning the show with the big brand names, but I wanted to ask you this along those lines. Undrafted free agents. And first question is, kind of starting from reverse here, if you are undrafted in a particular class, should the team kind of get credit? And they do, obviously. Like, the Cowboys get credit for bringing Tony Romo into their organization. The Broncos get credit for bringing Rod Smith into their organization. These are two of the greatest undrafted players of all time, right? Right. So you get credit. However, if you knew they were going to be that good, you would have drafted them in the first place, right? That's but that's right. where you had them sort of rated, or maybe you had them rated higher, but you had other needs or other situations right. came up, and you end up getting the guy undrafted. Because I go back to the Texans, and we know about the really great or the best Texans undrafted players like Mike Brizel in 06 and Arian Foster in 09 and right. A.J. Boyer in 2013. Right. So, Johnny, what do you think of that, though? How do, how do you weigh that out? Because to me— the 09 draft class, I kind of look at Arian Foster as a member of that class, even yep. though he didn't go drafted, because he's part of the crop, just like the guys the Texans will announce next week that are coming in here for the rookie camp, the undrafted. They sort of belong in the class. Even though you didn't draft them, you did feel good enough about them to go after them and bring them here. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I think the, the, the one thing that you'll, you'll never know in, in some sense, now you might find things out later on, but... Who was really the first one to kind of show interest? You know, who was the first one? And I, and I, I bring up former coach Wes Welker. Yeah. Because Wes Welker, when he's coming out of Texas Tech, he didn't have a lot of – in fact, nobody was really paying attention to Wes. And it was the GM of the Colts, Chris Ballard, who really was the first one to say, hey, I want you to work out for me because I think you got something. So he didn't sign – Ballard didn't sign him. I mean, he didn't sign with the Bears. That's who Ballard was with at the time. You know, but Ballard should get a little bit of credit because he was kind of the one that sort of kind of kicked over the, the ant pile, if you will. But yet he ended up signing with the Chargers or the Dolphins. I can't remember who he ended the up Chargers. signing with. Yeah, the Chargers. So the thing about the undrafted process is the fact that the players pick. Mm-hmm. So you, at that point, as a personnel staff, have to go from we've done all the choosing, we've been the study, and we're going to pick these players to – all right, now you got to put your recruiting hat on. But the players pick among those who have interest, well, no, right? No, no doubt. And like a beautiful woman can't just go up to any guy and say, yes, I will marry you. He can say, well, I did not ask you this question, <laughs> right. right? Even though I wish That's I true. did maybe, but no, I didn't ask you. No, you're right. And a lot of that comes down to – it comes down to negotiation. Mm-hmm. How much can they offer? How much are you going to guarantee? 
I saw a guarantee for an undrafted player. I was like, whoa. It's like $165,000 guaranteed. I was like, wow. I think it was offensive tackle out of San Diego State. I was shocked. That's but, not bad change yeah. for so, these guys. That's more than they're going to make in the whole year. You, you would think. As a, if, as a practice squad player. Yeah, as a practice if, squad player. If that's what they turn out to be. And, and that's often where you're projected as an undrafting guy. However, we know that a bunch of them end up making teams. I absolutely give credit to the teams. Okay. I, I absolutely give You went after teams. somebody, you got them in the fold, you actually paid a little extra no, in no. some cases, even though it's a little. Yeah, but to your point, you you never really know why a guy falls. I mean, we'll never know why a guy falls. Sometimes some of that stuff comes out. You know, look, uh, take a guy like Preston Williams out of Colorado State. Everybody knew he had a multitude of issues off the field. I mean, he had – there were some arrests and some things that happened off the field. So people knew what some of his – character issues were sometimes the medicals on a player just aren't they are just aren't right and, right. You, and you don't know about that and I, i'll give you a perfect example of that there was a corner uh corner from oregon he was a nickel and i felt like he would have been a really good nfl nickel and his name was ifo ekpre alomu and he was going to be a really good player i thought and then he tore up his knee and you know it was reported as you know he hurt he, he tore his acl Okay, he tore his ACL. But come to find out, the medicals were way worse than anybody had ever. On the knee itself or yeah. other stuff? No, it just the ACL was the only thing. But, yeah, there was more to it than that yeah, than yeah, was yeah. reported. So when you hear it, like, oh, yeah, okay, he tore his ACL. But then there were other things that didn't get reported that nobody knew about. So when he doesn't get drafted, or I don't know if he – I think he got drafted in the seventh round, it was like, wow, he fell away the seventh round with just an ACL? Well, he's a better player than that. But then you find out, okay, there were other things that went into that ACL injury. So when it comes to the undrafted, every single one of them has just got a different story. But I will give the teams credit for we're going to take a chance on that guy. We're going to sign that guy. We didn't draft him because, well, we thought maybe he had some red flags, be it football character or character. But we're going to sign that guy because we think we've got something. I give the staff credit. Dylan Cole, I mean, you, you mentioned the three that people – know more about than any others but you know Dylan Cole I still to this day am mystified that Dylan Cole doesn't get drafted he doesn't get drafted I think he is too passed on him I I just I cannot understand how that happened yet it was the Texans that realized this guy's a really good this guy's a really good player and could help us in a lot of different ways and then he gets on campus basically and he's even better than you anticipated yep to the point where he is fighting for opportunities to get on the field for playing time and will continue to do that. But I give the Texans credit because they realized Dylan Cole's still out there. We want this guy. Make him an offer such that he is going to choose the Houston Texans. Well, I want to see him continue to develop, no No, doubt about it. The guys this year, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited about Johnny Dixon and Karan Higdon and some of these other players. You Mm -hmm. talk about Crockett running a 4-4 and everything. He's a big guy. Yeah. He's a big guy. I mean, he's 6'1", 215. And, Mark, in 2016, I remember watching him in 2016 as a true freshman. And I remember thinking, this guy's going to be a first-round pick. This guy's unbelievable. I mean, he was tearing it up in the SEC. So what was his injury in the second year? And I'm trying to remember what it was. But remember, Missouri played here in the bowl game mm-hmm. uh, against Texas. And Texas got the win right. in the bowl game. But it was rumored before the game that Crockett was going to try and give it a go. And I want to say it was ankle, a foot, a toe, something like that. I, I, I don't recall. But I just remember 2017, his injuries just took away basically his, 
his season, and whether it took away games or not, just really minimize his impact when he was on the field at that particular moment. Last year, he started to get that juice back. And you could see when he got the pro day, he's got 37-inch vertical. He's running the 4-4 range. We're talking about a guy that's got size, speed. It kind of reminds me, in some sense, a little of Arian Foster in that way. Right. But Arian was healthy all the way throughout Tennessee. There were just teams that flagged Arian because, look, we got to know Arian. You know, Arian's a, Arian's a little different. He's going to tell you what he thinks, and sometimes scouts don't want to hear that. But he was rated pretty high in the Texans board. He was rated very high in the Texans board. And when he went undrafted, they're like, hey, go after him. Go, go Take get a him. shot. Take a shot and get him. And that's By the way, Crockett's uh, shoulder. Okay. In 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's dealt with some injuries, which, look, when, when we hear injuries, especially the last few years, we're like, oh, man, come on. But, look, there are guys, and I, I point back to Anthony Munoz. Anthony Munoz, who is one of the greatest left tackles ever played in the NFL, was hurt, I think, every year at USC. In fact, his last year at USC, I think he played two games. The first game and the Rose Bowl. The first game of the year and the last game of the year. That was it. And so when he gets to Cincinnati, it's like, yeah, you know, this guy's injury prone. And then I don't think he missed games at all in his NFL Isn't that career. Incredible. So what a guy does is from an injury history doesn't really matter. But you can understand being a little gun shy, no taking doubt. a chance at a guy who has an injury history in college. No doubt, especially at that position where the pounding just gets more mm-hmm. severe yep. every time he's going to carry the football. So – you need to worry about that a little bit, but I'm I'm really excited to see what he's able to bring to bring to this running back group, along with Karan Higdon. I mean, he's he's itty bitty, but he's going to run hard. He will run his guts out. He definitely will be fun to watch in third and fourth quarters of those preseason games for sure. Rookie camp one week from today. It gets started, and we'll let you know how it's going one week from today. Next up, let's play. Let's make a football deal. Are we going to have music and everything in a band and all that? I don't know. We'll yes. find out. But yes. Johnny will make some decisions based on questions I ask him. And you can play along at home. It's Texans Radio. We're in the building. Still, it's Texans Radio. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you as we bring it to you every weeknight, 6 to 7. And don't forget, we'll rerun our draft special on television ABC 13, Saturday night at 11. Don't miss it. It is awesome. All the stuff from Nashville, from here the number one pick, all the picks. Great footage, great stuff. The video guys just put together an outstanding special. Saturday night, 11 o'clock, ABC 13. Set the DVR in case you miss it, watching something else, and that's all I'll say about that. All right, let's do this, Johnny. You and I always talk about this. Would you take this happening over that happening or whatever? I thought we'd formalize it a little bit and call the whole thing let's make a football deal. And even though we got music, I even though we I'm running music. the prices right music because I like that better than the actual. Let's make a deal. Music, yeah. rest in peace, Monty Hall and Wayne Brady are awesome. But we're going to go with the prices right music instead because people love this stuff. They just want to start bidding on things and guessing prices and stuff like that. All right, so here's your first. I'm like Mark Vander Monty Hall or something. I don't know. Mark Vander heck. Brady. Uh, yeah, Vander Brady. There we go. Vander Wayne Brady. Although you like don't that. want the word Brady in your name. No, nah, I really don't. It's kind of making me <laughs> get a little ill. All right. Monty Johnny, Vandermeer. So you and I, here we are. I'm okay. in the audience, and I say, Johnny, here is a gift for you. I've got Watson and Hopkins totally healthy for the year. I'm going to give you that. Deshaun okay. Watson and DeAndre Hopkins are going to be totally healthy. I like that. For 2019. Ah, but. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But. You could trade that right now, Johnny. 
Right now, you could trade that for ten and six. I'll give you a ten and six guaranteed, and that might include Watson and Hopkins totally healthy. Or <laughs> do you get Watson and Hopkins healthy and just take your chances that way? I should have gone down to nine and seven actually, because I think that's right where that line is. You know what's funny about this? What this is so funny because. <laughs> In my mind, when you told me that we were doing this, that was the first thing I came up with. Health? Oh, I got you a want, couple of You other. want 10 and 6 or door number 2? Yep. That was what I thought about. I was like, oh, what would I take? Uh, it's right there. I want Watson Hopkins for 16 games. Whoa, over 10 and 6 yeah. guaranteed? I'm going to hand yep. you 10 and 6. I know, but if I – listen, if you I'm know it's 10 on your and 6 – I know it's on your mind. The Colts went 10 and 6 last year and missed out on the division title by a game. Well, to that end, 10 and 6 – I think ten and six gets you in the playoffs, mm-hmm. but what if you get into the playoffs? You're ten and six, and you don't have those. guys. But you don't have one of the one or both of those guys. Yeah, you might as well you might as well not show up not in fun. some sense. Look, I mean, I, I like not. what AJ McCarron is going to be able to bring, and I and I love Will Fuller, but if yeah, you don't no. have Hopkins and, and Watson, I mean, you're you're yeah. basically getting a glorified ro- you're getting a glorified vacation a week early. <laughs> so I I'd rather take my chances. Those two are healthy. And I think I still get the ten and six, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I've got them healthy. But if one of those, I'm assuming one of those, you're giving me ten and six, and I don't know whether they're going to be healthy or not. Oh, man, I'd rather have them for sixteen games healthy because right. I think if I got them healthy, I, I think I've got a chance happen. against anybody. Yeah. No, I got you. I got All you. Right. Let's get the band going again here. Uh, we're playing. Let's make a football deal. Okay. All right. Now let's go to our next contestant, which is also you. Ten and six. I, I'm giving you ten and six on a silver platter here. Okay. Ten and six. You've got it guaranteed. Okay. But behind door number one, I have Andrew Luck retires suddenly <sighs> this off season. Andrew Luck decides I've had enough of this football stuff. I'm going to go into my career as a Civil War enthusiast, or whatever it might be. But Andrew Luck's going to retire. I guarantee you that. Or I'll give you a guaranteed ten and six in 2019. Which one are you taking, Johnny? Let's make a football deal. Okay. First of all, <laughs> oh, my gosh. First of all, we can't beat Jacoby Brissett anyways. <laughs> so it's not as if things are going to get much better. I'll take 10 and 6. I'll oh take 10 gosh. and 6. Look, Andrew Luck is, is leaps That's and beyond. He's, he's a leap year mm-hmm. or more beyond Jacoby Brissett as a player. Mm-hmm. But Brissett. With these weapons, see, that's the thing. When Brissett took over in 2017, all he was doing was throwing to Hilton. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had Hilton and he had Jack Doyle. That was it. Now you look at the weapons the Colts have and you're like, what if Brissett had those weapons? So I don't know that a whole heck of a lot changes with the Colts. I'll take my chance in, with all our dudes healthy against Luck and all his guys healthy. Let's just go at it and see what happens. Okay. So I'll, I'll take 10 and 6 because that will guarantee me getting into playoffs. But Monty's got another deal for you. Okay, you'll take that? Okay, I'll take that. I'll throw in the unknown behind door number two. It's the unknown plus 20 sacks by J.J. Watt in that package. So are you going to take your 10 and 6, or are you going to take the unknown plus J.J. Watt 20 sacks? Wow. See, Monty's made it tough for you. This is how the show went. You know, people thought, okay, I got what I want, and then he would throw in this wild card. And it could be a speedboat, but it could be like a birdcage or something like that. Well, Without JJ in 2016, team went nine and seven. Yeah. Well, with JJ in 20 sacks in mm-hmm. 2014, they went nine and seven. Yeah. There's no guarantee of anything. 
And there's no guarantee that we go 10-6 and six that J.J.'s healthy the whole year. Yeah. And I don't want to go into a playoff game without Watt. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't guarantee that if I have, if J.J. has 20 sacks, yeah. that he's going to be healthy for the playoffs either. Uh-huh. Boy. I'm taking 10-6. and six. Okay. I'm taking 10-6 and six because... I yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the, I'm gonna roll the dice that I'm not even rolling the dice ten and six I'm locking it in okay we're healthy but you don't really have this option this is all make believe by the way I mean we had eleven five <laughs> last year and JJ had sixteen and a half sacks yeah yeah so I yeah know. I'm taking ten and six okay good you thought about this very carefully so we're playing let's make a football deal here's my next gift for easy. you I am giving you wins on the road. Against Kansas City and New Orleans. You're going to beat both of these teams. How does that feel? That feels pretty okay. good, right? I like it. Okay. I like it. But. Oh, no. But you're going to lose twice to the Colts. So oh. Hang on. Hang oh. on. No, that's a package, okay? Okay. You're going to so beat Kansas beat- City and New Orleans on the road, but you're going to go 0-2 against the Colts. Oh, All right? Okay. Versus, okay, versus I will guarantee you this other package, but you don't know what's going to happen in addition to this. I will guarantee you 4-0 against the Titans and the Jags. So you got 4-0 against the Titans and the Jags on this side. Then you have this other package of 0-2 against the Colts, but you beat Kansas City and New Orleans. Now, you still might go 4-0 against the Titans and Jags over there, but you don't know that. Which one are you taking? That might be a little complicated for radio right now for the listeners, but I think they can follow along. Well, if I go 4-0 against the Jags and the Titans, so that means I've got at least two road wins. I'm going to win in London. I'm going to win in Nashville. I'm going to get those two road wins. And I get two home wins. So now I'm losing to the Colts. So that's my home loss. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, let's say unfortunately I lose to the Patriots. That's two home loss. So I have finished six and two at at home. Uh-huh. But I've got four wins on the road. Right. So I'm already ten and six. I'm taking the four and zero against the Titans. Look at you. I'm taking four and zero against the Titans. Very nice. Okay. I'm taking that. All right. Here's my next package for you. Let's make a football deal. Okay. I will guarantee you, Johnny. A win against the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great, right? It's going to be be Sunday Night Football. You're going to beat the Patriots here. Or I will guarantee you four and two in the division, but I'm not going to tell you which teams you beat, which teams you lost to. So you get a guaranteed win against the Patriots or four and two, and you got to pick one of those. (laughs) I'm going to take the win over the Patriots, and here's my logic. Okay. First of all, if we're beating the – well, I was going to say if we're beating the Patriots, then we should be in good shape, but the Jaguars beat the Patriots. Well, I'm going to point something else out. I'm going to remind you of something right here to further complicate things. In 2013, you went 2-14. and 14. Case Keenum was playing quarterback against the Patriots late yep. in the season, and yep. you went toe-to-toe with them. You lost the game, but you led twice in the second half. Mm-hmm. You looked good at times in that game. There was a lot of opportunity in that game. Is everybody sick of the song yet on Let's Make no, a Football? I, like I don't it. think Keep so. Playing it. I Keep still, playing it. I still like it. So it's the Price is Right theme, but we're playing it anyway. Uh, so keep that in mind. I'll guarantee you a win over the Patriots, or you can take 4-2 and two in the division. Here's why I'm going to take – ah, Man, I, normally I would take 4-2 and two in the division. Yeah. But I'm going to take the win over the Patriots, and here's why. Because, first of all, I think – the Texans will be pretty good. Yep. And I think they're going to be amongst a group of teams in the AFC fighting for that number two spot. And what separated the Texans from the number two spot last year? That Philly. loss. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. The and the Colts, it's the Colts' loss itself, the one, the first one here in the regular season. If you just beat New England, yeah. 
then you don't have to mess with it. You're the number one seed now. Why are you saying vying for the number two seed? Why not vie for the number one well, seed? Well, yeah, I mean, but that's my point. I forgot that if, if you had beaten the Patriots, you would have been 12-4 and four just without the, without the Philly loss. You yeah. would have been 12-4, and four, mm-hmm. and you're the number one seed. Yeah. So beat New England, and you're the number one seed. Now, I'm not saying that math works perfectly. Right. But if you beat New England, you've got an opportunity to, if you end up at the same spot, you get yeah. the you get the tiebreaker. That's a game and a half for you if you win that game. I think that's it's a good choice. Worth. I think it's a good choice. I'm taking a win over New England. All right, that's good. Might I, end up one in fifteen. Might end up one in fifteen. <laughs> I don't. But that is so. going to be a glorious Sunday. Night Wait, did the one. Dolphins beat the Patriots that year before Gain got there when they were like one in fifteen or two and fourteen? Yes, they did. They upset them fairly late in the season. The Wildcat Thursday night game. No, no, was that the no Wildcat was Tony Sperano, right? Yeah. Wait, which year was what the was, year that um, I forget who took over? Uh, but it was I, it, I think it was oh six, maybe oh seven. I believe it was oh seven. The Dolphins they imploded, but I think they beat the Patriots late in the season. Anyway, it does happen where you yeah. have a horrible team. Just like oh, all, the one in fifteen team for the Dolphins. Yeah. Cam Cameron was the coach, wasn't he? Cam Cameron, that's right. Yeah, but I don't think they beat the Patriots. Oh. No, the one was... I think they, went, they, they were competitive with them late in the season right, or something. Right, right. That's true, but they didn't, I don't think they beat the Patriots that year. All though. right, that's let's make a football deal, and we'll do that from time to time, and I think you did pretty well for yourself in playing along. Right. I, I have to make it more difficult next time. Oh, trust me, that was hard. Oh, they were? That was, that was very, very difficult. Okay. I know some people are probably going, no, no, that was easy. No, there were some, there were some tough ones in there. All right, I do, I do like doing that because we sort of do that off the cuff anyway. All right, coming up next... A revealing stat about a recent draft that tells you everything you need to know about the draft. Just about everything you need to know about the draft. Plus, we'll go around the league because there's always something happening in the NFL. It's Texans All Access. Getting a lot of reaction to our last segment on Let's Make a Football Deal, and we will be doing that again soon enough. Trust me. I don't know when. Maybe next week. Maybe we'll make it an everyday thing. No, we won't. Just kidding. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you in the Hyundai Texans radio studio. Johnny, the 2016 draft. Options are picked up or not after or prior to a first-round draft choice's fourth season. Follow along at home, folks. Yes. First-round draft choices, it's a four-year deal. Prior to the fourth season, the club has to tell the agent, the player, whether they want to pick up year number five. Otherwise, that player is an unrestricted free agent after year four. Does that make sense to everybody at home? Yeah, I think so. Okay, good. I would think so. So you got three years to determine whether you want somebody for five. Yes, and that way you don't have to deal – I mean, you get, you get to protect them another year, right. right? You get to have them another year. They are protected. So you have that decision to make. I'm not so sure it's going to stay that way in the next CBA. We'll see. Maybe you get a couple of years. Well, you do kind of get a couple of years because you can franchise, mm-hmm. a la Clowney, but we'll see how that goes because that's no guarantee of anything happening other than he's still in your domain, if you will. Yeah, so when it, when it comes to fifth-year options, too, the Texans did exercise a fifth-year option. They picked mm-hmm. up the fifth-year option on Kevin Johnson. Yep. But before the end of the league year, they went ahead and released him to give him an opportunity to go to Buffalo because they felt like that was not it was not going to work out. So just because yeah. you picked up the option doesn't mean that, hey, if something happens along the way, uh, I think it's guaranteed for injury. I think that's the only thing that's guaranteed for. So Okay, so um, it really helps the club. Now, right. the other thing is you have a guy like Kyle Fuller, not the Texans' Kyle Fuller, but the defensive back for the Bears, right? Right. So Kyle Fuller 
was drafted in 2014. He was in that 2014 draft that was, you know, started with Clowney, had Aaron Donald, right, had Khalil Mack. It was a monster draft, OBJ. Mm-hmm. And Fuller was taken, uh, he was taken 14th. So I think he was taking either a pick or two picks after OBJ. So he went to he went to Chicago out of Virginia Tech, had every asset you're looking for in a corner. And it just didn't go well for the most part. And then in 2016, he was placed on IR. And he didn't he didn't come back. So he went into 2017 coming off that injury in 2016. He had struggled in 2015, and so they were like, we're not going to exercise the option. We're not going to mm. exercise fifth-year option. So he went into 2017 with that knowledge. Then he had a, a Pro Bowl year in 17. He didn't get invited to Pro Bowl, but he had a Pro Bowl-like year. I mean, he was, he was phenomenal in that year. He was one of the top cornerbacks in all of football. He had a really, really good year. So at that point, or before they got to the new league year, the Bears decided to put the transition tag on Fuller. So what happened at that point, because the transition tag, other teams could make offers. And right. the Bears just had to decide whether they were going to match the offer. Mm-hmm. So division rival Green Bay extends an offer. Bears say, no, we'll match it. Yep. And he ended up staying with the Bears long term. So in this 2016 class, I believe it's 14 players ended up not having their option uh, picked up by their teams. That's a huge number. It is. The one player that – there were two players in the top ten. Number ten was Eli Apple, but he had been traded by the, by the Giants. So the Saints have only had him for, I think, a year. So the Saints have said they're not going to pick up the option. The other is Jack Conklin. And so I take you back to what we just said about Kyle Fuller. Conklin had missed some time with the injury. He got injured in that playoff game against the Patriots. So he missed – the first half of last year, he's been dealing with injuries before that. He was, he was a pro. He was an All Pro actually, as a rookie. He was yeah, All Pro. It, as it a looked rookie. like they were so set, they were they getting were set. so loaded up on that yeah. offensive line. They were just set, and then injuries hit, and he never really got back to that level. And the Titans were like, "Look, we want to see how you come back from the injury. We're not going to pick up that option." But my guess is they sat down with him and said, "Look, if you end up having a great 2019 season." like we expected when we drafted you number eight overall, then we're going to make a play to bring you back. So this picking up the option, not picking up the option, it can all depend on how the player perceives it too. The player is like, you guys essentially gave up on me. Right. I'm not coming back. I'm not signing a long-term deal. I'm not going to do that. Um, but in, in Fuller's case, Fuller had that great year. The Bears decided to put the transition tag on him, essentially saying, we like what you did. But we want to see what the other teams offer you. We want to see the other teams set the market, if you will. And then we'll react accordingly. If we look at the deal and go, all right, first of all, we can't lose him to Green Bay. And, yeah, we can afford that. We're going to bring him back, especially to keep position. I could see that happening with Tennessee. Could you imagine if at the end of the year, same thing happens with Conklin. The Texans put an offer out there for Jack Conklin to see if the Titans are going to match it. Mm. And really – really kind of put the pressure on the Titans to say, you're going to pay this mu- this much money? You have it under your cap to be able to pay this money? I mean, it can be really interesting times for some of these people that didn't have uh, their option picked up. But, look, Jared Goff went one, picked up Wentz, Bosa, Elliott, Ramsey. 2016 draft. Ronnie Stanley, DeForest Buckner, 
Leonard Floyd. You know, eight of the ten got picked up. Eli Apple, that was, a, that was a unique situation in the fact that when he went to New York, it, it, he was, there, was, there was something going on there that was kind of beyond just going and playing for the Giants. He had a really rough second year. Then he gets traded last year. So, and they're not picking up the option. And they're not picking up the option. But yeah. doesn't mean that the team can't then pick up or sign that guy to a contract like the Bears did with Kyle Fuller. Now, I saw a stat that said that this is the highest number. 14 is the highest that have never gotten their option picked up. Since this system came into place after the 2011 collective bargaining agreement. Only four have made the Pro Bowl since not having their option picked up. Two of running that- backs, Mark Ingram and Doug Martin. And then uh, Cordell Patterson as a return specialist. Right. And then Kyle Fuller, the corner. Those are the only four that ever made it to the Pro Bowl when they've not had their option picked up. Now, the Texans have picked up the option on on Will Fuller. So, again, I know people look at and go, well, you know, Will can't stay healthy. Will can't stay healthy. But what Will has shown them, they want around here when he does stay healthy for yeah. a full year. And then uh, it That's could what happen want. at any time where right. it just he gets on a streak of health. And yeah. can you imagine what that does for this offense? There's it's no so doubt. different with him in the lineup. There's no doubt. And I think what's interesting about this, Mark, is – in that draft, I remember we were going into that draft. Everybody said, you know, Texans got to draft a receiver. They need a receiver. Hopkins, he needs, he needs a running partner. He yeah. needs somebody to go with him. So with the, six, the 15th pick in the draft, the Cleveland Browns, they had traded up. Mm, oh, boy, I remember this. I drafted, remember that draft party that night. Drafted Corey Coleman. Yeah, that did not exactly work out well. That's, that's gone horribly. Ends up in Buffalo, but not really. Yeah, he's got a one-year tender. That's all, that's all he's yeah. got. Then the Texans moved up one spot, yeah, and they drafted Will Fuller. Right, and, and the Redskins took Josh Doxson. The next one, Josh Doxson. His fifth-year option will not be picked up. Wow. And then the pick after that was the Minnesota Vikings. They picked Laquan Treadwell. His option is not being picked up. So there were four wide receivers taken in that first round in 2016, and Will Fuller is the only one to have his option picked up. And the other interesting thing is he's the only one to really do something, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Right. But You're when exactly he is healthy, right. he's extremely effective. It's just kind of a bizarre situation with that draft. But it shows me a lot about the draft, Johnny. It shows me that it's – we always say it's an inexact science. Oh, yeah, because look at the 2016 draft. Yep. And when I look at this year's draft, I'm looking at, well, everybody thought the Texans were going to go for once it was off the table for Andre Dillard. Right. They were going to go for Chad Ford. They are Cody Ford. For Cody Ford. They were going to go for uh, Taylor, the tackle out of Florida. Right. They were going to do something like that, and those guys don't even get picked up in the first round. Right. So to me, it shows you that nobody really knows. Bill Polian himself said that as an analyst, I think McLean gave me this yesterday. As an analyst, he has only and he works it, man. Polian still mm-hmm. say what you will about Polian, but he still works it. He said. Yep. He only has access to 40% of the information at best, 40% that the teams do. Yeah. And this is Bill Polian, never mind everybody else. So it shows you how we don't really know anything. Right. And the teams know more than anybody, and they still have trouble getting it right. Yep. It's like a coin flip a lot of the time. There's, there's no doubt. When you look at this draft, I find it interesting because we talk a lot about Trading back into the back end of the first round, you know, will the team trade back into the back of the first round? Will they want to get in there? We get hung up on round, don't yeah. we? 28, 29, 30, 31. Josh Garnett, 
guard from out of Stanford, the Niners, not picked up. Kim Dietschy from the Cardinals, not picked up. Now, I can wow. see Kim Dietschy being a guy that comes back healthy this year mm-hmm. and can just tear it up because he's got that kind of a, a, a ability, but he just hasn't gotten there yet. He started showing some of it last year, but then he got hurt. Number 30, Vernon Butler, Carolina Panthers, not picked up. Jermaine Fetty, Seattle Seahawks, not picked up. So the last four picks in that round, not picked up. And then you go even further. Kenny Clark is the only one, as I look at this, from Will on down. So from 22, Doxon on down. William Jackson from the University of Houston had his picked up. And Kenny Clark from the, the Packers, defensive tackle, had his picked up. Those are the only two over the last 10 picks. Of that 2016 draft that, that got actually, picked up. It's complete symmetry with the top of it where you yeah. had eight picked up and two not. Now you've got two picked up and eight not. Well, this just in. It's easier to pick the guys who are the very, very best, right? Yep. A little bit easier. V- very and I, much I so. pointed this out very this morning. So. You know, you could pick up the top ten players are, are I don't want to say easy, but easier to identify in any given draft. Yes, this is true. But having said that, you still make a lot of mistakes, and mm-hmm. teams tend to reach on what position? Quarterback more than anything, or maybe tackle because that gets sexy too. Let's go back to Jokel and Fisher and that yep, draft. 2013. 2013 draft. So there are a lot of different ways you can look at this, but the biggest way to look at it is nobody really knows for sure. You don't know until you see a guy in your building put in the work or not, or maybe put in the work and just get banged up and not be able to flourish, not be able to develop and blossom into the kind of player you want him to be. Uh, I'll go back to 2014. What about 2014? Blake Bortles getting picked third. That's a reach on a quarterback right there. You know, go back to Blaine Gabbard and Jake Locker. Reaches on quarterbacks. Not bad players, really, in terms of total talent and ability, but certainly not worthy of the high picks they got. It's just that way in this league. That's what makes it so fascinating and so fun to talk about. You want a scary thought? Give me one. Just, I have plenty of them all throughout the day, but give me another one. So at number 15, the Cleveland Browns had traded up and they drafted Corey Coleman? Yeah. Can you imagine if the Cleveland Browns had traded up and drafted Will Fuller? And you had Will Fuller, Odell Beckham Jr., and Jarvis Landry? Yeah, but the universe changes at that point. No, because I Because maybe they, maybe they go 2-14 and 14 instead right. of 0-16 and, and they can't year. draft Baker Mayfield. Instead, yeah. they draft Sam Darnold. Or, yeah, everything changes. Yeah, it's, it's such a butterfly effect thing. It, it, there's, there's no question. We I'm have to sure. play butterfly effect, too, this offseason. I'm writing it down. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. But could you imagine had just all things left as they are, they draft Will Fuller. They still would have found out that Okay, we don't have enough in the receiving core. We've got Will. Let's go out and get Jarvis Landry. I don't know if they may. I don't know if they make the deal for Odell Beckham Jr. at that point. But you're right. Maybe they win a couple of games along the way, and they don't end up with the number one pick with Baker Mayfield. And so maybe they get Sam Darnold, and maybe they get I don't know one of the other quarterbacks. But it's worked out for Cleveland, I would imagine. But if they could have that one back, if Sashi Brown could have a pick back. That would be the one he'd want to have back. There's no doubt. Okay, the quarterbacks I love to hate department. I confessed this morning on Sports Radio 610 on Mad Radio that even though Peyton Manning is one of the all-time Texans villains, maybe the all-time Texans villain, and I hated him like poison when he played for the Colts and then the Broncos, as a retired player, I kind of enjoy his work. Mm -hmm. I do enjoy the broadcasting, Peyton's places, and everything. Now, another quarterback who I don't think I'll ever be saying this about I mean, actually, he's kind of a likable guy in some ways, but yes. Tom Brady, who I hate like poison because he plays for the Patriots, a Texans nemesis, was on Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel, and the question was asked, give Kimmel credit here you know, about Brady taking less money, which is one of my big points about the New England Patriots, that yes. 
is a mystery to me. And Brady actually said, my wife makes a lot of money. This is the response that a lot of people, fans, media, whatever, give me when I complain about Brady taking less money. They say, well, his wife makes a lot of money. As if Brady is somehow hurting for cash. Okay, The money he's making in the NFL, whatever it is, way less than he should be making, is still plenty to be a very rich man and a great professional athlete lifestyle can be afforded to him and all of that. The fact that he himself said my wife makes a lot of money is just trolling me. He said it to hurt me because what he's doing here mm-hmm. is he's deflecting. The The big thing to me is I can't believe it still that Brady would actually take this much less money in order to win. And maybe it just irks me. I just find it to be so aggravating. I think the union probably hates it. You know, the hometown discount thing is one thing, but a discount could be like, all right, 5% or something like that. I mean, he, Johnny, he's taking like 40% less money than he could be getting. Okay. Okay. A couple of things to shoot holes in his uh, his little argument there. All right. He got in the league in 2000, right? Right. So he had won three Super Bowls by the end of his first contract, right? Yeah. So that would have put, what, 2004? Yeah. He married Giselle in 2009. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me there were five or six years? Now I know he was dating Bridget Moynihan or whatever. Yeah, the case they have a be. kid together. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> th- this this whole yeah, my wife makes a lot of money. Look, at some point she gives him an allowance way, because he doesn't have enough to go out and pay for beers with the guys. Yeah, somewhere along the some somewhere along the way, and I remember when Tom signed his second. I think it was his second contract. When he signed that second contract, I remember there was talk at the time of. Boy, this is a really team-friendly deal. This is a team-friendly deal. And I remember Tom saying something to the the extent of, well, look, if I take all the money, then how are we going to get other players? He acts like it's just like, oh, yeah, but, you know, they're still making the money. Look, I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of a pro management guy in many ways here. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's it's crazy for him to do that. And I still say this. I'm going to watch him like a hawk when he retires because I want to see when he when he ends up on Brady Island in the Pacific somewhere Mm -hmm. that they had waiting for him because he didn't take the cash while he was playing. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You cannot convince me. You cannot convince me that at some point there has not been a handshake, wink-wink sort of deal like, hey, we got you covered. Well, here, here's we're, how they're going to cover got you them. covered. They're going to give him a chance to buy a piece of the team at a sweetheart deal. That's what Kraft is going to do for him. You watch. Within five years of retirement, Brady's going to own a piece of the New England Patriots in a sweetheart deal. We might never know the numbers, and that is the payoff right there. If you can buy a piece of the team, and I'm wondering if it's written on a piece of paper somewhere too. I Am I public is. with this? I don't know. I'm just having fun. No, I'm for you. entertainment purposes only. No, wink, wink. The one thing that I, I do think has happened, there has been a conversation of, it, to take care of us, we'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. It's, the way it, it's the way it happens in the mob. It's the way it has to happen <laughs> in New England Patriots. And wouldn't that be the final Spygate, Deflategate, yeah. Island Gate. We're having fun for entertainment purposes. All right, that's going to do it for the show. Johnny, thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mark. Thank you. Hey, everybody, check out the Texans All Access Draft Special on television, ABC 13, on Saturday night at 11. We're rerunning it. It is fantastic stuff. Great footage on all the picks. Check it out Saturday night at 11 o'clock, ABC 13. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans.